Hello and welcome to IYF Podcast. Today we're going to be talking to you about health and well-being for young people. In this podcast, you will be hearing from three different young people. Catherine, who will be talking about keeping control about the little things, like hobbies such as art and reading, and looking at the good things in our community. Secondly, we will be joined by Emma. She's an IYF member as well, and she will be talking about the mental well-being side of things and the physical well-being side of things as well, keeping yourself active so you can keep yourself mentally fit and physically fit. We'll also be joined by Josh, former MSYP for Aberdeenshire East Constituency and, of course, IYF member. He will be talking about the language and learning input and how learning a language can be a great thing in looking after our mental and physical health. Though, right now, we start off with Catherine, who's going to be talking about keeping control of the little things and taking part in hobbies such as art and reading. Hi, I'm Catherine. And during lockdown, health in general has been at the forefront of people's minds. An aspect of this being mental health. Of not only ourselves, but the people around us. It can be especially hard with such negativity in the world, with the news showing death rates, case rates, and not really an end in sight, but rather confusing us. It's easy to become bogged down and exhausted by the state of the world and all the things you cannot control. This, of course, takes a toll on your mental health, especially on young people who have now lost their support systems of school, community groups, or even hanging out with friends. When experiencing lockdown myself, I have come up with a couple of things that have reassured myself. The first of this being something one of my deputy heads said on the day that exams were announced to be cancelled. She said there are so many uncertainties in the world right now, and no one really knows what's going to happen, but what we do know and what we can focus on is the small things that make us happy. This cheered me and my group of friends up that were walking the halls of school, facing the reality that this would be the last time we would be students in Vivi Academy. So I took her advice, and I focused on the little things that bring some sanity to my life. I make my bed every day. Even if I plan to just sit in it and watch Netflix all day. I do my makeup every once in a while and take some selfies, just for myself, and I don't have to post them anywhere. I keep control of the little things that might slip out of my grasp when I'm in the house all day. I make to-do lists, but not deadlines. As I am aware, it's good to keep control, but you have to give way for the days where you might just want to binge Terrace House or Money Heist. I would say it's true, I kept the words on my deputy head, but I adapted them to fit that. Some days it's okay to wallow like Al Woods and Legally Blonde after her breakup with Warner. Another thing I've done is been picking up on hobbies that I let fall away with the school and busyness of life with deadlines coming at me from every single direction. These have been painting and drawing. I had done art to a higher level at school, but during that time art w- the art I was creating was a point of stress rather than relaxation. During lockdown I've been able to create things that I want and there's no rush on what it has to be done by and there's no deadlines. And there's no one telling me that this is going to be what my grade depends on. Even if I do it for just five minutes a day, I feel slightly more accomplished than I was before and it makes me feel like I'm doing something positive for myself. I've also been reading a lot. Um, This has been especially important to me because it's kept my mind engaged, especially with me being now an ex-pupil of the academy and will be going into university in September. Lastly, I've been taking note of kindness I've seen in the community. I feel it's especially important for your mental health to focus on the good rather than the bad. The main way I've been doing this is looking through Facebook and seeing all the little things that people in the community are doing for each other. 
such as collecting donations for the food bank or people in need, or even local businesses that despite lockdown are still doing their bit to make life easier for the community around them. These little bursts of kindness I have seen have outshone the darkness of the world right now, and I'm reminded that it's not all doom and gloom. Another way you can do this is to sit and watch a Disney vlog on YouTube, as these are truly the most joyful things you will ever see. Overall, I think that you should look to your mental health as something to be aware of and not to solve. Don't pressure yourself to be perfect and all-around amazing person. It's okay to have down days, but look for the ways to bring light into your life. Whether this is going for a walk, or like me, you enjoy the antics of a Disney vlog. Do what makes you happy, and bring happiness to others if you can. Kindness is often the key to seeing the glass is half full. Thank you, Catherine. That's completely true. Keeping control of the little things and keeping yourself occupied with hobbies that you love to do are the best way to keep yourself mentally and physically active. These things make a massive difference to your mental health. Now on to former MSYP for the Aberdeenshire East constituency, Josh McRae. He will be talking about how learning a new language can be a great thing in looking after your mental health. Hello, I'm Josh, and in this section of the podcast, I'll be sharing my reflections on language learning and the benefits it can have for our mental health. To set the scene for language learning in the UK, a British Council study shows that 38% can speak at least one modern language other than English. Whilst this may seem high to some, the UK lags far behind its European neighbours, A 2016 survey by Eurostat revealed that the UK was plumb last among the 28 EU member states, with 34.6% of 25 to 64 year olds knowing one or more foreign languages. The EU average was almost double that figure, on 64.6%. Scandinavian countries performed particularly well, with Sweden, Denmark, Finland and Norway all reporting figures of over 90%. So what's that got to do with young people, those under the age of 25? Well, younger people reported stronger foreign language skills, with the rate gradually decreasing as age increased. Eurostat figures show that in 19 EU member states, over 60% of students in upper secondary school education learn two or more foreign languages. In the Republic of Ireland, some universities require English, Irish and a third language as minimum entry requirements. In Scotland, however, there has been a general reduction in the number of entries for modern languages at higher level in recent years, although Spanish has seen strong improvements. There has been a change in the delivery of modern languages in education too, not least through reforms to courses and qualifications, as well as breadth of subject choices in schools. Most pupils learn a language in schools at the age of 11, but many drop it at 14. Is it because there's a perception that it's harder to get good grades in modern languages compared to the sciences or humanities? Is it genuine disinterest? Is there still a belief that, well, everyone speaks English, so why do I need to bother to learn another language? A possible answer to that final question can be found in pondering our current circumstances. With such a rapid change to our lives and lifestyles, many of us, myself included, are reflecting on the world around us and our contribution to it. I'm currently in that grey area between leaving school and starting at university, and I'm considering how I can broaden my perspective. I did French up to advanced higher level, as well as a bit of German at school, 
but have recently started an online course in Gaelic. That's great, but what does it have to do with mental health and being kind to ourselves? There is something incredibly fulfilling and enriching about dipping into a new way of life, a new way of speaking. As I work through the modules of my Gaelic course, I'm reminded of the excitement I felt learning French, the satisfaction of mastering a new grammar construct and retaining vocabulary. There's a wealth of information online about language learning if you're interested, but I'll go through some of the headlines. Learning a language can be incredibly rewarding and can really boost your self-confidence. It makes you a better communicator, so you can be more sensitive, supportive and constructive. Your ability to multitask can be improved too, by developing skills and experience and moving between different situations. Above all, by delving into a new culture, you can empathise more and understand better other people's circumstances. Highly desirable qualities for anyone. So, if you've grown tired of watching the telly or have already tidied the house at least three times and want to try something different, why not learn a language? There are countless courses available online for free, which could open up a whole new realm of possibility for you. The question is, which language will you start with? Learning a language is a fun, fantastic way to get yourself actively involved in something. Like Catherine taught us in the first segment of the podcast, where she said doing art or reading is a great way to get yourself actively involved. Language is also a great way to get yourself actively involved. And there isn't just one language, just like English. There are many languages. There's Chinese, Mandarin. There's German, French, Dutch. So many more are there for you to explore. Now we move on to Emma, an IYF member herself. She's experienced, just like many young people out there, mental health issues. So she will be talking about how she overcame those issues and how it is so important to not only look after your mental health, but to look after your physical health because they're so entwined. I'm Emma. Hi. A good physical and mental well-being is important to have as a young person. From a personal perspective, I have struggled with my mental health. Things like stress and worry have brought me down and made me a hard person to be around. Struggling with mental health has pulled me away from society and isolated me. My advice to young people is to talk about your feelings with whoever makes you feel safe. Because everyone is feeling the same. Being a young person is hard and everyone is going through something. It's good to talk, find out how others feel and help them as they help you. By going to support groups, something like youth forum or guides or scouts, even being a member of school clubs is really good to make new friends but also just talk about your feelings. Just remember, be kind and know you're not alone because everything, everyone is going through something. Making sure you feel comfortable around the people you are around is a massive point to make from Emma. We all need someone or people to go to if we are stuck, if we are in danger or if we're worried. Mental health is a massive issue. It's a massive issue that we can tackle together as young people. Though we will get nowhere if we don't talk to each other. Sharing our feelings is a massive thing. It doesn't need to be around your friends. It can be to your guidance teacher. It doesn't need to be to your guidance teacher. It could be to your parents. It doesn't need to be your parents. It could be to your friends. 
It can be anyone. Making sure that you can talk and you have the ability to communicate in some way how you feel is a stepping stone into a positive area in your mindset, a positive area in your physical ability also. We all have a part to play in tackling poor mental health by talking, by sharing our feelings with the people that we feel comfortable with. We all have a part to play. Thank you for listening to IYF Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe or follow us on our platform that you're watching us on now. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, and, of course, iTunes. Look after your mental health, folks.